in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Rata podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcast content. Coming to you today from Northern Command, published an article last night entitled Don't Believe the Hype over at Tech Today. And it, it's uh, the, the catalyst was, I had read a couple of the, the articles that have been published as of late talking about the crash in valuations around cryptocurrency and related technologies, uh, the related technology specifically being blockchain, as well as the fact that people are coming to the realization that autonomous driving is not something that's going to happen in the next five years, meaning uh, by the year 2025, the entire world isn't going to be shuttled around by autonomous vehicles. And, you know, so let's start with the, the latter. Autonomous vehicles, I mean, GM had a, a conference in San Francisco with its rideshare division, October, I want to say October of 2017, and they went into excruciating detail. And they talked about how really the next few years are all about safety and really getting safety down to a science, which means more vehicle miles traveled is what's required in order to ensure safety you know you need the history behind you and then once you've achieved safety it's about getting the cost per vehicle down so that these autonomous vehicles can be available to the public and until such time you'll see autonomous vehicle technology sold to fleet operators because it's just not affordable the technologies won't be affordable in the near term to sell to consumers on a per unit basis you'll need to sell the technology in bulk to fleet operate. So it'll be a, a, a gradual decline in the unit cost over X number of years. It's not going to be three years. It's not going to be five years. Probably some number closer to 10 and beyond. So at least a decade away. So why autonomous vehicle technology is starting to get beat up a little bit in the press, why it's taken this long to, to digest that fact that it's not going to be an overnight sensation, um, I'm not sure. It just sounds like much of tech media was not paying attention, as is often the case. Uh, the the other area that's been getting a fair amount of attention in the media is cryptocurrency. So that would be all of the quote-unquote coin companies, the Bitcoins and the Bitcoin sister technologies, the digital currencies, as well as the, the blockchain companies, blockchain being the distributed database technology that serves as the underpinning that enables digital currency transactions. So both the the coin companies and the blockchain companies have suffered declines in valuation because the two spaces or the two segments of one space, however you want to look at it, got ahead of themselves from a valuation standpoint. Blame the venture guys who like to run up valuations by way of executing overpriced successive rounds. In other words, musical chairs. Musical chairs for venture capital. I am long-term bullish on both, on both the coin companies, maybe not all of them, but on digital currency in general. And I am also bullish on blockchain in particular, the underlying enabling technology, which can be used not only to move currency, digital currency that is, but for smart contracts and a whole host of other use cases. And I think at some point here we'll do a sort of a uh, blockchain for beginners where we'll talk about the three levels of blockchain. I saw a framework some time ago that I liked, which described blockchain in three layers of adoption. And I'll review that framework and provide some other insight there. So as a result of reading about these valuation crashes, I don't want to say the demise because I think blockchain has a, has a bright future. I think digital currency has a future. 
and autonomous technology certainly has a future. So let's talk about valuation crashes. Or let's describe it as a valuation crash, not as a, a demise of these technologies. But in reading some of the recent press, it got me thinking, hey, we've seen this movie before. There's been a whole host of technologies that, uh, new technologies over the years that have been introduced, that once introduced, oftentimes what, what happens is the industry analysts will, will run with that technology, publish about it. The industry analysts venture will get excited about it. And now you start to get the flywheel going in terms of running up the valuation. You know, investment bankers will find these companies, typically on the research side where I used to work. The analysts will find it first. The analysts will kind of identify who they think will be winners, bring their colleagues on the banking side to come in. You try to take some of these things public. Tech media starts to write about it, further jacks up the valuations, and then you get Main Street investors involved. And that's sort of the, the peak of the hype cycle when you get into potentially bubble territory. And invariably, you have a crash. Many companies die once they crash. Many technologies die. But most sort of live on. And they just never achieve their uh, initial potential, which I don't have empirical data, but it's probably, as I think about it, 80% of the, the various technologies never achieve their initial potential. They recover, but they never return to those initial highs. And then maybe 20% of the population does fully recover, reach those, reach, reaches those initial highs, which at the time of recovery, maybe five or 10 years later. And sometimes they reach new highs post-recovery. And so we've seen this with a, various, with a variety of technologies over the years. Think about XML was one. That's not to say that all these I'm about to name broached bubble territory, but they definitely participated in this technology hype cycle. So XML, we have Enterprise Service Bus or ESB, mobile payments, RFID, IoT, cryptocurrency, blockchain, autonomous vehicles, 3D printing, big data which it was never clear to me what, what big data was or is to the extent people still talk about it. And so we've seen this movie before. And so we created a framework, and there may be other versions of this out there. I didn't even check. This is just sort of my first draft. I liked it and published it. So it's called the Tech Today slash CEO Raider Technology Hype Curve. And it consists of seven stages. First is what we call the embryonic stage, and that's when new technologies fly under the radar and only a few industry insiders are aware of, of this technology. Second stage is birth, and that's when this new technology hits the radar for industry analysts, iBankers, VCs, and valuations are attractive at the birth stage. Stage three is the early hype stage. That's when technology and general media start to catch on to the wave. So this is when hype sets in, and this is when valuations begin to get rich. That's not universally true. Obviously, everything is company-specific, deal-specific, but this is when you should start to have a red flag in terms, of, in terms of valuations. Stage four is full hype. That's when Main Street investors, they catch a whiff of the hype, and they run up valuations to their high point. That's what we saw with Bitcoin some months ago when it broached the, the 18,000, 19,000 level. Stage five is the crash which, as I said a moment ago, is inevitable. Valuations are attractive, obviously, at the, at the trough if you believe that the technology in question has a, a valid business model and that there's, there's legs there. It's just more a question, really, of opportunity cost. So XYZ technology the, uh, suffers a crash, loses 90% of its valuation, the whole, the whole space, and you believe it has legs. It's just... How long is it going to take for the market to start to get the bad taste out of its mouth and invest in these companies again? When do you think they'll start to recover? So it's really a question of more your, your time horizon. So even if the, the fundamentals start to recover, that's if the fundamentals ever 
changed. We're talking about valuation, but the underlying fundamentals may be pretty consistent all the way through the hype cycle. Valuation obviously gets way ahead of itself at the the peak of the bubble, but it doesn't mean that when the valuation crashes that the fundamentals crash. It's just that the fundamentals are never there to begin with. So when do you think the fundamentals in the valuation will start to line up such that you may have visibility into that point? And if it's not too far in a distant future, then maybe you, you invest if it fits your time horizon, whatever that may be. Step six is recovery, which we, which we covered. And, and frankly, at the, at the trough of the crash, whether a given company is going to recover, it's really 50-50. It's largely a function of you know, the, the management team and the resources they're able to marshal. And then stage seven is, is, is rebirth. And rebirth is when a, uh, obviously a fallen angel has, has recovered. Fundamentals are strong. Investors are investing in that particular space again. And said company and companies in a given space are starting to broach those, those highs. They're starting to test those highs that were established in many cases years ago. And so those are the, the seven stages of the Tech Today CEO Raider technology hype curve. And you can find that article. It's our most recent posting at techtoday.com. That's all for now. Be well.